Looking for the meaning of life, one man can discover the order of the universe. To discover the truth, to achieve a higher spiritual state, that is the true meaning of ninja. Hello and welcome to episode 481 of Under the Cull of MS. This is going to be a normal Thursday comics and health MS podcast episode since we haven't done one at easy yet this week we've been focusing on previews and then our health and wellness or our wellness Wednesday thing episode I'm all over my brain's combobulated today uh, let's see here we're gonna start out with the old almanac see what they have to say about the month of October and we're going to start out with our puzzle which I will give you the question now and later and I'll answer it at the beginning of the next episode if I remember or the next segment I mean not the next episode alright what word of six letters contains seven words besides itself without transposing. <laughs> That's a tough one. It's a six-letter word that contains seven words in it. Besides itself without transposing. Not sure. Let's see. October is from the Latin word octo, which means eight, because this had been the eighth month of the early Roman calendar. Now it's the tenth month. Uh, before there were weather apps for your smartphone or the National Weather Service, people looked to the signs of nature to prepare for what's to come. Let's see, Cleveland weather guru Dick Godard put together a laundry list of these signs of nature that can predict a harsh winter ahead. Let's see, 20 signs of a hard winter, thicker than normal corn husks. I didn't really see that this year. Woodpeckers sharing a tree, that I've seen a lot this year. Early arrival of the snowy owl. I haven't seen that. It did catch an owl in the trail camera, a glimpse of one, but that was early in the year. Uh, early departure of geese and ducks, which we did have big groups of them the last couple, well, about two weeks ago. And they finished up, I think, last week because I haven't seen any geese or ducks around at all so they're they got the hell out of here quick this year whereas last year the geese were still flying around the area in january <laughs> it's just uh, some of them i think last year just decided to stay up here for the winter but early migration of the monarch butterfly which I did see the few that we had were gone, except for I had one late one that was hanging out here pretty late. So either that one was the uh, 
less fortunate brain cell wise one <laughs> of the group or what but yeah we had one hanging out late but the rest were gone early the few that we did have this year uh thick hair on the nape back of the cow's neck i have not checked that uh, heavy and numerous fogs during august we did have a foggy august in wisconsin so raccoons with thick tails and bright bands yeah a lot of dead coons on the roads that had thick tails and then we had if you go on my facebook at all and i feel free to follow me if you want it's just kevin klein hunts and uh i put my latest uh trail camera pictures up and i had a perfect picture of four raccoons sitting right next to each other just eating away <laughs> i like when i get those group group photos let's see what else we got here mice eating ravenously into the home which thankfully we haven't i mean, there was a couple of critters but i think we got rid of them uh, early arrival of crickets on the hearth we had tons of crickets this year as you heard in my uh, videos that i did walking around and my garage videos uh, spiders spinning larger than usual webs and entering the house in great numbers They've been crazy this year. I uh, go around the garage sucking up the cobwebs and the spiders. I'll set the canister out in between our house and the neighbor's house. And within a day, I have at least a half a dozen new spider areas stirred up in the garage, even though I sucked up all the ones that I could find. Uh, pigs gathering sticks. Never heard of that before. That's unique. I worked on a farm with pigs and dealt with them a lot, but never seen that. Insects marching in a line rather than meandering. No, didn't really notice that. Early seclusion of bees within the hive. The bees kind of disappeared early. In my opinion, this year, the wasps came out a few extra times, but uh, unusual abundance of acorns, which we don't see those around here, at my house at least. I haven't been out in the Kettle Moraines, so that's where I'd see those. Muskrats burrowing holes high on the riverbanks, which I don't have a river or muskrats near me. See how high the hornet's nest will tell how high the snow will rest. It's that's a little saying, I guess. See how high the hornet's nest twill tell how high the snow will rest. I haven't seen any hornet's nest this year. We usually see them up in a tree, at least one of them, but not this year. So maybe they're just so high up I can't see them. A narrow orange band in the middle of the woolly bear caterpillar warns of heavy snow. Fat and fuzzy caterpillars presage bitter cold. 
the one I took a picture of was all black, which usually means more black bands than brown bands that it's going to be a harsh winter. So ours don't have orange. It's more of a brown, but I'm guessing that's the color that they're going for. Uh, the squirrel gathers nuts early to fortify against a hard winter. Our squirrels have been going crazy and burying tons of stuff for a while now. Uh, frequent halos or rings around the sun or moon forecast numerous snowfalls, which I haven't. I'll have to look for that. I haven't. Didn't know I was supposed to look for that. So, yeah. Other than that. I don't think we can leave the other part for later. And let's get on with the show. Uh, let's get to our comic stack. Had a nice pile here, but I'll probably use some for my previews tomorrow. So, let's start out and see how far we get. Starting out with Hulk number nine. This is Hulk Planet part one. From the new Hulk run. It's like Hulk has recently undergone a dramatic transformation. His alter ego, Bruce Banner, has split the Hulk into three distinct parts. The Hulk's body has been turned into a starship. Banner's psyche pilots it from within the Hulk's mind. And the Hulk's psyche fuels the starship with his anger. After Hulk was accused of murdering a bar full of patrons in El Paso, Texas, Thor set out to apprehend him, leading to an all-out brawl between them in the far depths of space. During that, during that battle, Bruce Banner confided the truth of the events in the bar that night. A mysterious dark force called Titan has seized control and used Bruce's body to commit the horrific attack. Eventually, both Thor and Hulk understood that the Hulk could no longer be welcome on Earth. Thor said goodbye to his friend and teammate and told the world that the Hulk had perished in their explosive battle, and Starship Hulk flew off into the far reaches of space, seeking peace and solitude. Like, poor Hulk. Always being accused of everything. Not given a chance. Always having to go off and hide on his own. Just deal with his own misery and problems. Preferably in remote areas. Just away from everybody else. Uh, he's working with a person here which I believe is Samson and uh, Samson's also if you know him at all is also a scientist that I believe has gamma gamma radiated powers or something to that effect and he's helping Bruce deal with his issues at the moment and This is the start of a next, the next section of this story, and with Hulk finding a new planet, and it's going to become Planet Hulk. Uh, 
mean, some very interesting events happen in this issue. I can't give them away. I bought, I, I was done with the Hulk run, but I decided to get this one just because of the Predator cover being so badass. I just had to have it. I mean, even the Predator weaponry broke the skin of the Hulk multiple places, which just doesn't happen. So, uh, but yeah, I had to get that cover. So because of that, I went a little deeper into the run. I'm still stopping with this, but it definitely looks like it's hitting a more fun part now than it was in the past. So I should actually be on it now and should have skipped the early stuff, but too late. I need to take a break from it. So can always come back to it. <clears throat> and then we got Mangoat and the Bunny Man, Green Eggs and Blam, number three of three. This was a great ending. It's like the world's greatest monster fighting team is back. Mangoat and Bunny Man are ready to save the world again if they don't kill each other first. We get to learn more about Bunny Man's dad. We get to see all his friends uh, being tortured and possibly killed off. While they deal with, what is it, Anubis or... We have a variety of different... Werewolf-style, Anubis-style characters, robots-characters, all kinds of things happening. People getting eaten. It's like we're meeting more scientists, getting more information, deeper into the whole storyline basis. Uh, what's going on with the bloodline of the Bunny Man? And It's just... This... This is a wonderful ending to this run. Uh, a great short run of three issues following up another, a previous short run of three issues, I believe, that they had that I missed out on that I'm definitely going back for because these characters were a blast. So, <coughs> excuse me, check them out if you didn't. I got a stupid raspy in his throat. I got to take a swig here. Oh, that's not good. I should have filled my ice water before I came down here because I am almost out. <clears throat> but yeah, Mangoat and the Bunny Man, check it out. Anything from that, those two characters, they're a blast. I like them. Next up, we got Ninja Caden. We got number two and three. We came across. We're learning more about the suit. He's uh, getting some weaponry to go with the suit now, some special weaponry. And uh, we're finding out he's letting people know about the ghost. Uh, he's focused more on trying to figure out why his dad's ghost is in with all these other ghosts. And the wep his uh, little partner, she makes him some cool weaponry to go with his armor. 
and we find out more of the history of why the armor was built, what it's all about, what's going on. I'm not sure how long this run's going to go because I feel like I ain't, I'm not seeing it now in the catalog. So I'm assuming maybe it was only supposed to be a four to six issue run because we got three issues of it. I think I have at least one more pre-ordered, but I don't know if that's it or... I mean, I bought, I got into this one because I thought it was based off a video game that I thought I remembered Ninja Kaden from back in the day, but I think that was Ninja Gaiden that I was thinking of. But this would make for an awesome video game. I'd love to see this in video game format between the outfit, dealing with the ghost, now those new weaponry and how it affects the ghost and stuff that would be a blast i would play the shit out of that game but yeah check out ninja kaden that's by black box comics we're three issues in uh yeah palicky meyer bartolo sienity or sienti I'm liking it. I thought for sure I'd be dropping off that after issue one. And I'm still holding in there and I'm wanting more and not seeing any more. So. Next up, we got Santos Sisters, our fun little Archie comic style comic book from American Nature, I believe, is the company that we're dealing with here. American Nature Humor Books, they call it. But yeah, this is a blast. We got the martial arts Archie Girls style characters. And it's, it's just... They're dealing with some aliens that when they zap people, they turn them into... purpley zombie type characters that if they touch you or start sucking on you or whatever you turn into what they are and uh it's it's just a fun different stylized look at those that type of humor, that type of comic book, like the Archie's comics. Uh, I love the whole superpowers play. We got a nice centerfold here with all the different main characters explaining who they are and what they do uh, and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm not going to go over too much of it, but we got characters like Craig the Handsome Barbarian. We got Full of Venom, Venom Olicron, which is a gal that's got a big, huge scorpion tail coming out of her butt. We got Mean and Bad Monroe, which is some Hawaiian shirt-wearing guy with two parrots on him. Lots of other characters. I mean, the main ones that are our two superheroes deal with in this issue is uh, spit and shine which 
they're just aliens, green aliens from who knows where. Yeah. They get to deal with them, stop them from turning everybody into these mindless zombie characters. And uh, along the way, you also get your fun parodies of old advertisements of items you could buy in the past. And uh, <laughs> got podcast gutter boys. Interviews with the heavy hitters in the comic book industry, as well as celebrity gossip and MCU movie news. Available where your podcast, where you get your podcast. Then we had another story, which was Santos Sisters in Dragon Bender. Which is a fun story about this little dragon character that just happens to be running amok. And the girls have to take care of it. And I guess that was it. There were just two stories in this one. Two fun little parody stories. But yeah. I enjoy these. They come out seems like once every three months they aren't coming out fast but i would definitely pick them up if you're into the archie style comic books and you want a little different twists and different characters i think you would enjoy those and then we're gonna jump on to shirtless bear fighter 2 number one and number two we came across which was nice having two of them thrown in previously well first off believing the bears that raised him murdered his lover the man known only as shirtless became a one-man war war on bear (laughs) he became shirtless bear fighter previously Shirtless discovered that while his adopted brother, Brother Bear, was indeed responsible for the death of his lover Clementine, it was her brother, Jackson Lager, CEO of the Fuzzy Wipes Toilet Paper Company, that gave the order, and that most of the forest bears were innocent of any wrongdoing. With the help of his ally, FBI agent Susie Silva, Shirtless managed to thwart Logger's plan to cut down the sacred forest and brought him to justice. In the final battle, Brother Bear died, crushed by a fall by falling debris. With Logger imprisoned, the forest bears welcomed Shirtless with open arms, despite his unjust war against them. However, guilt-ridden over the damage caused by his inability to control his anger, Shirtless set out into the world with Silva, determined to make up for past mistakes and earn his place back with the forest bears. (laughs) This is just so much fun. If you have not seen this or read it, 
I suggest checking it out. I held off until they come out, came out with this volume two. I'm like, I didn't bother with the first one, even though there was an ongoing thing with our Crimson Cull Comic Club podcast where Anthony and David, some other people kept making references to this shirtless bear fighter character. And Anthony had this naked, naked man action figure that I just could not figure out what was going on with that. And I finally, when they came out with volume two, they had volume one trade paperback for a really good deal. So I'm like, what the hell? I'll grab that. I'll jump on volume two, see where it goes, see if I enjoy it. And sure as shit, I've been missing out on all kinds of fun. (laughs) But now I'm caught up, so now I want more. But yeah, this was a blast. Uh, I talked about the first volume on the Crimson Color Comic Club, I believe a couple weeks ago. Anthony, I believe, went over the first volume of volume, or the first issue of volume two, talked about that. And that's what I got here is volume one or issue one, which just happens to be a battle with some gum, giant gummy bears in the city that are running rampant and shirtless has to deal with them. And at the same time, he's also dealing with some other issues mentally and has to go off and figure out some things about his life and what the answers that he's looking for to just find out more about himself and uh it's a lot of fun it's well done just a blast and (laughs) the second issue we get to meet the sting of Mr. Biag, Biang, Biag, Biagi, or Mr. Biagi, that's it. <laughs> I was thinking that I was an exclamation point. Mr. Biagi. <laughs> it's a B that oh, I'm not going to give that away either. I can't give stuff away, but we got, starts out with shirtless, trying to work a job to get himself some food and he sees like a dollar 99 pan pancake deal wanting that his stomach's grumbling but he doesn't have no money so he has to go off and take care of that same time we're also getting to see our friend uh, mr asswipe <laughs> from the first volume jackson lager he's also part of this ordeal in this one and our uh, pig character is back from the first volume. Uh, but yeah, this one takes us even deeper into his history and his life. And definitely standing strong, holding up. I say check it out. If you have not, get on it. You'll enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, 
send it to me. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it for the comics portion today. I think we did enough of those. My ear is out already. It's doing the vibrating, spasming, the stinging, uh, piercing when I talk thing. So I'm going to fill it full of that liquid crap that doesn't do anything. Stuff some cotton in there and come back for the second part of the show. And I'll have your answer to the question, which is, what word of six letters contains seven words besides itself without transposing? Uh, I just can't even think of what I'd use for an answer on that. So, Yeah, I don't know. But we'll see. We'll get the answer right after this. All right. Your question is, what word of six letters contains seven words besides itself without transposing? I don't know what the hell transposing means. I'd have to look that up. <laughs> I'm going to say aspect. I don't know. Just because, uh, asp. Pat, past, stat, no freaking clue. Actually, I don't think it would work, but I was going to say pumpkin just because it's October. <laughs> Let's see what they got. Here in. H-E-R-E-I-N. And with that, you can do I, he, in, her, er, here, and rain. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> I don't even think herein's a word. It doesn't look right. <laughs> You need to have an O instead of an E, so you can do heroin. Maybe, you know, then you'd have to have an E on the end. I don't know. Let's see. Freezer storage. We don't really care about that, do we? It's like cheese you can freeze for up to six months. Cottage cheese, cream cheese. Fat egg, goat, fresh mozzarella, nafshabal, parmesan, processed cheese that's open are all not recommended to freeze. Dairy products, you can freeze butter for six to nine months, half and half for four months, ice cream one to two months, really? Margarine, 12 months, not diet. Uh, milk three months, yogurt one to two months, fish and seafoods all anywhere from two to six months. Christ, I've frozen all this shit for like over a year, probably. Yeah, I just go by the way this stuff looks. If I start to see freezer burn, ice starting to build up on it and stuff, then I. Get rid of it. It's like tomatoes overripe or sliced for two months. Don't tomatoes just turn to mush in the freezer? But 
All right. That's it for the October uh, farmer stuff. What they think of for the month of October. I seen my uro- my urologist, my neuro MS neurologist yesterday. Uh, we went over all the things up to date, how I feel, all my issues. I got to meet a new neurologist, which oh, I'm kind of hoping he's my new new neurologist. I don't know. I, I like the guy a lot. He was. Uh, very uh helpful and suggestible and actually had some answers for me when I asked for when I wanted to change some medications around and do some different things and see what other options I had and stuff like that. He was very helpful with that stuff. Uh he was carrying a cane into the room with them so I don't know if he uses it or not so I didn't go into that I should have found out if he's dealing with some type of issue so I could find out it just sounded like sounded like a bunch of stuff just fell in the kitchen (laughs) it's like hear all kinds of things when it's above you uh, we did do some changing around on a few things. We got some new medications coming through that we're going to be trying and jumping on and swapping out. And I'm going to drop my baclofen to only during the day. And I'm trying out Tizanidine. Uh, let's see. This is... Used to relax muscles. So basically a muscle relaxant. Uh, With all kinds of... Side effects and stuff. uh, To lower the chance of feeling dizzy. Or passing out. Rise slowly. Uh... They did say this one can definitely get you drowsy and dizzy, lightheaded, but I am taking this at night now instead of my nighttime baclofen because my baclofen, I've mentioned in the past, I think, no matter if I take one, two, three, six pills a day at night when I go to bed It doesn't matter. Within three hours, my spasticity starts up again. So, we're going to try this to see if I can actually sleep without jumping out of bed and dealing with spasticity issues and having all kinds of pains throughout the night and fighting, fighting, trying to fight through all those different pains, but. Uh, let's see some side effects like rash, hive, itching, red, swollen, blister, peeling skin, with or without fever, wheezing, tightness in chest or throat, trouble breathing, swallowing or talking, unusual hoarseness, like all kinds of fun different things. 
I'm supposed to either take food with it or don't take food with it, but whatever I do, I'm supposed to stay with that routine the rest of the time taking it because apparently it affects how the dosage releases at its little time time release periods and stuff but we're gonna see what happens see if we can actually get through a night without a ton of spasticity issues for once between that and the cat getting me up it's like you don't get no damn sleep uh it's like this morning i was fighting off two cramps and I was having problems with my hip side that I was laying on and I tried not to move. I just tried to fight it off, grip my teeth, just rage through it. And of course, because I knew it was like getting around three o'clock and I didn't want to get up till at least four with the cat. And the wife decides to turn over, and when she did, she just, like, moosed the whole bed and just about threw us out of bed. (laughs) And it instantly pissed the cat off and woke him up, so. By 3.15, I was up with the cat. (laughs) Oh, the wife is just snoring away. All right. My wife, the Snorosaurus. Let's see, what do we want to talk about today? Um, Managing multiple sclerosis, muscle weakness. The reason you're able to walk, put on your clothes, grab a glass off your kitchen shelf, is because of the connection between your brain and your muscles. Your brain controls the action. Sending electrical signals. Sorry about that. I just burped on the microphone. <laughs> I tried to do it quietly. Uh, your brain controls the action, sending uh, electrical signals to your muscles via a network of nerves. But if those nerves have holes in them and they're myelin sheaths and the signals go shooting all everywhere else instead of where they're supposed to, then they're not going to get there and you're going to have muscle weakness and pain. Uh, let's see. Nerve damage can leave your muscles stiff or weak, reducing your ability to move and perform everyday activities. The weakness occurs only on one side of your body or just in the legs or trunk or it can affect large parts of your body. Uh, and of course, they're like, all, like a lot of MS symptoms, they can come and go as you experience flare-ups and remission during the course of the disease or you could have long-term issues with stuff. But snowflake disease, we're all different. Just got to see what we're dealt with. Uh, Types of muscle weaknesses. Let's see. 
Your muscles weaken when you don't use them. Even muscles that aren't directly affected by MS can become weak if symptoms like fatigue and pain prevent you from moving and exercising them. Over time, your muscles can get weaker and weaker. Some people with MS find that their muscles tire more easily than usual. For example, someone with MS might find that their legs might start to feel unstable or they may have trouble moving them after periods of exercise, like walking. Sometimes MS affects the muscles of the foot, making it hard to walk in a normal heel-toe pattern. As a result, your foot may drag on the ground when you walk. This is called foot drop. <laughs> they have, this is called, oh, okay, never mind, drop foot or foot drop. My MS brain was seeing foot drop or foot drop. Uh, how do you treat muscle weakness? The main treatments will focus on slowing the disease progression, preventing nerve damaging attacks, and relieving your symptoms, medications that do that. Include steroid drugs, interferon beta therapy, plasma exchange, glatamer acetate, copaxone, and muscle relaxants. It's like, really? Copaxone for muscle weakness? I'm guessing these are that and interferon beta therapy, basically DMT style medications are designed to maybe help with muscle weakness, but I didn't get nothing out of it. Hell, I was dealing with a lot of muscle weakness with Copaxone. Exercise is important. A physical therapist can help you with your muscle weaknesses. Uh, some other things that can help relieve MS symptoms. is maintaining an adequate sleep and rest routine, reducing stress, keeping your body temperature cool, and eating healthy, balanced diet. Some people are affected by the coolness that, and not the heat. Some people are affected by the heat, not the coldness, and some are affected by both. So I don't think, I think a lot of these things are well thought out. Work with your doctor. See what he can come up, he or she can come up with. They'll give you options. And hopefully you can get hooked up with a therapist that can make things even better. Help understand what's causing, what areas are being affected and what's causing it. And what you can do to relieve it. Make it easier, less painful. Uh, a couple types of belly fat that we have. We have subcutaneous belly fat, which, or subcutaneous adipose tissue, SAT, is the fat that's found under your skin. Subcutaneous fat is soft. And it's the fat you see jiggling on your belly. In general, women have greater amounts of subcutaneous fat than men. 
that's no, I'm not even getting that. I'll get in trouble if I start saying stuff like that. Uh, unlike the fat fat that's found deeper in the abdominal cavity, subcutaneous fat isn't as strongly linked to increased disease risk. However, having too much body fat in general, including belly fat, may increase your risk of developing some chronic diseases such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and certain cancers. Uh, Contrarily, maintaining healthy levels of belly fat and overall body fat may help reduce your risk of developing a chronic disease. And then there's visceral belly fat or visceral adipose tissue, VAT is the fat that surrounds internal organs like your kidneys, liver, pancreas. So it's much better in your, it's much, so it's much deeper in your abdomen than subcutaneous fat. This is commonly referred to as harmful belly fat. Compared with subcutaneous fat, visceral fat is much more metabolically active. This type of fat contains more cells, blood vessels, and nerves than subcutaneous fat. Visceral fat is strongly linked to increased resistance to the hormone insulin, which regulates blood sugar levels. Over time, insulin resistance may lead to elevated blood sugar levels and the development of type 2 diabetes. The sugar. (laughs) Uh, Visceral fat also contributes to the systematic inflammation, which may raise your risk, may may raise your disease risk. Ah, can't speak. Looks like I'm done for the day. My mind is shutting down. Uh, Let's see, men are more likely to accumulate visceral fat than women, which is why men are more likely to develop apple-shaped figure as belly fat grows. On the other hand, women are more likely to develop excess fat in the lower body, leading to a pear shape. (laughs) Sorry, I had to take a drink of water. Uh, Interestingly, body fat distribution changes with age. For example, while premenopausal women have higher levels of subcutaneous belly fat, postmenopausal women tend to have higher levels of visceral fat, which contributes to an increased risk of metabolic disease. Also, visceral fat tends to be higher in people of European origin compared with people of other ethnicities. Maybe that's because of your tea and crumpets in the morning. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what did we learn? Subcutaneous fat is the soft belly fat that you can poke. It's found under your skin. Meanwhile, visceral belly fat surrounds the organs in your abdominal cavity and is strongly linked to increased disease risk. Uh, Visceral fat is located near your portal vein, which carries blood from your gastrointestinal tract to your liver for processing. Visceral fat 
transfers fatty acids, inflammatory proteins, and other dangerous substances to your liver. Your poor liver goes through so much. Visceral fat is strongly linked to an to increase disease risk, even though subcutaneous fat isn't considered as harmful as vis- visceral fat, it's important to focus. It's important to focuses on reducing your total belly fat for optimal health. Uh, some ways to lose some of that belly fat you can cut out sugary beverages like i've mentioned in the past i i wiped out sodas years back and when i did i lost 100 pounds and it stayed gone granted i'm still a badass but i got rid of that permanently which was nice it hasn't come back so I do not miss sugary drinks like that at all. Once in a great while, I'll take a sip of something that the wife orders. Or just try something and it's like, oh my god, this thing is... It's With being off it for so long, it's like you're... Drinking something that's the consistency of pure maple syrup, that thickness, it just feels like that and it just feels like sugary gooey just going in your gullet it's just eh, yuck don't miss it at all water's so much better tasting got your coffees your teas just don't add all the crap to them there's other drinks you can concoct up or add things to your water to make it taste a little different but at, Physical activity, moving, that's good for losing belly fat. You got to keep keep getting up and going once in a while. And don't sit for four hours. Get up every hour, move around, and get the blood flowing. Increase your fiber intake. Uh, high fiber diets tend to have less belly fat than those who go with the low fiber means of eating uh cut back on ultra processed foods and basically if you go grocery shopping go the whole outside of the store go down through past the deli down into the vegetables and fruits and then past the meats and then the dairy and then up and out of there through the frozen section and stay away from all the inner aisles and just get the things you definitely need and get the heck out of them. And stay away from all them canned and boxed processed crappy foods that are just full of sodium and sugar. Uh, limit alcohol use. Too much alcohol in a number of ways contribute to excessive accumulation of belly fat don't skimp on sleep poor sleep will increase your belly fat chances increase protein intake higher protein diets uh, are linked to smaller waist 
fill up on whole foods, cutting back on ultra-processed foods and eating whole foods is going to get rid of some belly fat, more than likely. But I'm not a doctor, so talk to your doctors about these things and find out what will work for you. See what you need to do. But belly fat reduction strategies include exercising more, eating more fiber-rich foods, cutting out sugary beverages and ultra-processed foods, and getting enough sleep. Also consider working with a registered dietitian for personalized nutrition advice. Yeah. Damn fat just has to form. <laughs> Life would be so much easier without it. Uh, some products that make life easier with MS. Adhesive toe warmers. They're a lifesaver for anyone with the kind of dyscesia that leads to chronically cold feet. Never heard about those before. Rollators. Uh... I assume they're like walkers with wheels. I would think is that is what they're talking about. Single-use catheters are helpful. D-manos, which I started taking because it helps with uh, bladder health. And it's a type of natural sugar that when taken as a supplement, may prevent or lessen symptoms of UTIs. And so I take it, not on a regular basis anymore. I just take it a couple times a week just to have it in my system. Keep that bladder clean. Toilet stool. Uh, MS. Bowel problems and constipation. These little stools live under your toilet and position your body in a posture that's most conductive to pooping. It's what are they called? Uh, oh, what is it? It was a huge product for the longest time. I got poopery on my mind, which is awesome too. If you, you want a deodorant for the bathroom, get potpourri. It's just a tiny little bottle. You squirt a couple squirts into your toilet before you take a dump. And it just blocks all the odor from coming above the water. It's, it's awesome. Those things are great. And now you can find them in dollar stores if you're lucky too. But, uh, oh, it was the stupid toilet stool. Squatty potty. That's it. <laughs> Electric toothbrush can be handy. A wheelchair bag, of course. I mean, any type of storage on your wheelchair is nice. Toe socks. Designed for dancers, these socks have a tread that will keep you from slipping when you're not wearing shoes indoors. Yeah, I can see that being beneficial. Drop foot brace, which I got to get mine out today. I want to, I got a new one. I got to see how well it fits. See how it feels on my funky foot. If it's going to cause me to have issues or not. I hope not because it braces on the top of the foot. And then I wrap it up instead of putting something underneath the foot and pushing up on the foot. 
and it would cause problems with my deformed foot, I would think. And under desk elliptical, they have those little, all kinds of bicycling things and stuff you can sit down and use, uh, the little pedal things. A blender, this person thinks smoothies for breakfast are a great thing. A healthy one, yeah, but a lot of smoothies contain more sugar than regular sugary drinks and stuff. Uh, activity tracker to keep track of your readings and your blood pressure, your steps, all that stuff. A sleep mask if you got a sleep disorder or anything like that. They help. Or no, this is just a sleep mask to darken your area. And they like to use, people that use the mask usually use heavy-duty earplugs to help with sleep. An e-reader can help with a lot of things. But, yeah. Basically, MS is a moving target, and even after 20 years, things are always changing. If there are tasks you're struggling with in day-to-day life, ask your neurologist for a referral to an occupational therapist who just might surprise you with some creative ways to hack your MS. In the meantime, keep voicing what you need to live well with chronic illness. Necessity is the mother of invention, and who knows what the next generation of innovators will come up with. To make life easier with MS, living with MS. I got a couple things that I got to get to the companies and see about them making and for people with MS, which it would help us wonder quite a bit. And uh, I just don't know who to contact without just giving my ideas away for someone else to profit off and steal. But, uh, I got to try and find higher-ups in certain companies and see what I can do. But I got some pretty good ideas for some things to help us. But I'm running out of time, so I got to cut this down now. Uh, be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick shit out of monster. Check out Crimson Cull Comic Club. Under the Cull. Under the Cull of MS. Now on YouTube and on podcasting platforms. Uh, we'll get back to you again soon. Probably do some previews tomorrow yet. So, take care.